Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hi, we're Karen June and Zandra of Little Yellow Couch. Welcome to our second season of the Style Matters podcast. This podcast is all about the reasons why we, or anyone, should take the time to invest in personal style, whether it's how you choose to adorn yourself or how you create a home that fulfills you. Connection, style, substance. That's Little Yellow Couch. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of Style Matters. Today we're talking with Nicole Stevenson of Show and Tell Design Studio, which specializes in custom illustration, invitations, branding, and editorial design. You can also find Nicole co-producing Patrick Show, Modern Creative Festival, and Craftcation, Creative Business and Makers Conference. She also writes about business and creative projects for the blog Dear Handmade Life. Nicole and her ventures have been featured in many publications, including the Wall Street Journal, NBC.com, the Los Angeles Times, Apartment Therapy, NPR, Daily Candy, and others. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much, Karen and Zandra, for having me on. I'm super excited. Excellent. Uh, so are we. It's absolutely our pleasure to have you. Um, you've written a few things that really resonate with us um, on your website, and we'd like to share some of them with our, our listeners, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I, I wonder what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. You've said good design matters. It affects us every day. Walking into a friend's house for a dinner party and seeing art on the wall that moves you, product packaging and branding that is not only informative but tells a story, and a wedding invitation as unique as the couple who is tying the knot. We would love to hear more about why style and good design matter to you, both in creating work for your clients and in your personal life. It's so funny because I, I've never really thought about how style mattered to me because it just always has. Yes. You know, it's just, it, you know, when there's something that's natural to you, um, you just don't think, you don't, you don't think about it. And, um, and then knowing that I was going to be on this podcast, I started thinking about it more and more and kind of looking back on my life and was surprised that I had never seen the pattern before, you know, the, the pattern in my life that, this has always been important to me. I I remember being a little kid like in elementary school and one of my favorite things to do was to redecorate my room. So I would, you know, come home from school and put on put some music on my stereo which was a cassette deck. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
because this was the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I probably put on like my favorite mixtape, which was filled with dorky stuff. But um, <laughs> and then I just remember, you know, looking at a shelf with my little, you know, tchotchkes on it. I was really into pink and um, seafoam green at the mm, time nice and palm trees. <laughs> Which is weird because that stuff's actually kind of back it's now. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, remember I thought I would never like pink. And now here I am, this pink girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It's so funny how everything circles back. But I just, I remember rearranging my shelf with my little things on it and kind of displaying my things. And then later on, you know, in high school, I used to work at a vintage clothing store in in my town. Yeah. And my favorite thing to do there was the displays, you know? So I was always doing the displays there and then I would save my money to buy antiques, which is <laughs> probably kind of dorky for a 14 or 15 year old. It's what all the cool kids were doing. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. least the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even think about like, is this dorky that I'm into antiques, but um so, and I would buy antiques to decorate my room. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I would get it all cleaned up and decorated and super nice. And then I would take photographs of it. <laughs> I love it. For no, I mean, there, why was I doing this? So I you have all these photographs. You were so ahead of your like, time. You were waiting for social media. I know. It, she it needed a blog. for another 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I hadn't, I never really even thought about this until you until you asked me and um and then later on you know being a creative entrepreneur i worked from home and so i and i'm also a homebody anyway so i spend so much time at home when people come over to my house they're like oh your house is so you it's so yeah. yes and i don't really understand what it means because it's just the regular stuff that i see and the regular things that come naturally naturally to me so i don't i don't know how to describe my my own style because I'm too close to it. It's kind of like how you can't tell if your mom is good, a good looking person or something. Right. <laughs> right. right, right. Well, she's your mom. <laughs> my mom is beautiful. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's such a good illustration because I was just thinking about how a lot of times people will say, Oh, your son or daughter looks just like you or whatever. And a lot of people within their family can't necessarily see it. Sandra's nodding her head there because she said the same thing to me before. And, and I, you know, and, and everyone else, you know, thinks you look as alike as the Kennedys, but you know, (laughs) you can't see it yourself. So that's a great example. So do you ever walk into somebody else's house who you know very well and feel like it doesn't feel like them? Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, well, it's funny that you should say that because one of the things that I was thinking about was that whenever I go to a new place, like to a new house of, you know, somebody that is either a stranger or somebody that I know, but have never been to their house. The first thing I do unconsciously, you know, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not doing it on purpose is I think about how I would uh, restyle, redecorate, redo mm-hmm. their yeah. house. You know, yeah. I always pick out, okay, these are the fourth. What if I, what if I could only keep four things from this room? Or what if I had to keep four things if it's <laughs> a style I don't like? <laughs> right. Uh, and I, it just came to me right now, but when I was a, my mom, um, when I grew up, she was a house cleaner. And so when I was sick from school, I would have to, I couldn't stay home because she was a single mom when I was young. So I would go with her to the houses that she would clean 
And that's what I would do in those houses is I would sit there and think, okay, if I could take home five things from this house, what would they be? Or if it was a house that I didn't like, okay, if I had to take five things from this house, what would, what would they be and how would I arrange them? What a fun game. I know. That's so awesome. I want that's to go play that child. game right now. <laughs> that's what happens when you're an only child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was too. I, I, I had similar type games. So. <laughs> But um, I mean, to go back to the question, why, why does style matter? I guess I was kind of explaining how it matters to me, you know, and how I've noticed that it's mattered to me over the years. But I guess why it matters is a different question entirely. And it's so hard for me to say because it's that kind of that thing that I'm so close to. Like, I don't I'm not exactly sure why it's so important for me to, you know, when I move into a house within a week, everything's put away. The walls are painted. It's decorated. The photos are hung. You know, that's just, that's just how I am. And it's so exciting to me. And maybe, you know, it's because I spend so much time at home. And I also, you know, like you mentioned in my bio, I have a lot going on. So to have my home be um, organized and pleasing is just one less thing that I have to worry about. I think one of the reasons, uh, there are several reasons why we started this podcast, but I think one of them is that it occurred to us that more and more stores are either supplying decorative items or entire stores are are devoted to that sort of on a a mass market sort of way. Um, And so there's all of this money being poured into decorating one's home. And sometimes it feels a little superfluous and sort of, you know, like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not, this is stupid, you know? Um, And then, Mm -hmm. so it got Karen and I thinking, well, it doesn't feel stupid to us. Not that we're pouring lots of money into our homes, but just the act of really caring about what our surroundings look like. Why is that so important to us? And, And so that's kind of, that's what's underneath this question is beyond just the chachis that you can buy that, that are mass produced and that, you know, kind of a dime a dozen, why does it matter? Why, why do we do, why do we bother with this kind of stuff? And I, I think that you're saying that it's just so core to who you are. It's not something that you just woke up one day and decided I'm going to now decorate my house. It's just been something that you do automatically. And, and we're just wondering if we can figure out what, what, I guess, what, what does it give back to you? What, what does it do for you? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it's another form of art, you know, so where, you know, if I'm designing a logo for somebody's business or I'm, you know, designing an illustration, that's me taking, uh, let me back up for a second. So how I think about the creative process is, is that, you know, the creative person goes into the world. So you go into the world and then you have these experiences. You know, you see these things, you hear these things, and you can't just, like, let them go. You know, something happens inside of you, you're moved, and you need to to do something with that information. So then you come home and you're alone and you make something, whatever that is. You know, for a chef, they would be making a pie, you know, or maybe they would be putting together a dish and maybe on their walk in the morning when they were out in the world, they saw, you know, a certain color of... I don't know, flowers on a tree and they thought, oh my gosh, I need to make a sauce that color to go on, you know, to go with this or something. So it's like, whatever, however, whatever your medium is that you express yourself, you know, there's a way to bring that experience of the world back. And then after that, like 
So that's step one and step two. And then the third step, which I think is really important too, is sharing that with the world. So it's one thing to make this, you know, beautiful dish, you know, if you're a chef and uh, my husband's a chef, so that's probably why. Oh, lucky you. (laughs) I'm getting hungry now. (laughs) Unlucky my ever, my ever expanding waistline, but (laughs) well, Um, so, you know, it would be wonderful if he just, you know, cook something for himself. But for example, last night he made this amazing soup and I don't really like soup. And I sat there and the entire time I was eating it, I just kept saying, oh, this is so good. I can't believe it's a soup. It's so good. It's so amazing. So it's one thing for him to eat that soup on his own and say, hey, you did a great job making soup. But it's another thing to have that other experience where you're sharing it. Oh, yes. So I guess for me, that's kind of how I think how I think of it, you know, how I decorate my house and how I dress myself and um, just the general style of my personal life and my surroundings are me taking what I feel in the world and then being able to put those feelings and those ideas and those thoughts somewhere. So, and it's funny because when you brought up, you know, how it seems like style has kind of become more important, but it's also um, can feel superfluous one of the things that I think about that, you know, with Pinterest is that everybody can see inside everybody else's spaces now. And so everything starts to look the same. And um, I think it's important for us to, as individuals, to put our own spin on those things. Like, I'm sure anybody that's on Pinterest sees that, like, modern bohemian, you know, right, is, a, right. is a big style for home decor. So you're seeing white walls and wood and kind of Southwestern prints and succulents and things like that. And I love that style and I pin that stuff like crazy. on my uh-huh. <laughs> But if you come into my house, you definitely would not call it modern bohemian. You right. know, I do right. have some succulents, but they're next to a, you know, fluorescent pink striped painting <laughs> right, you know, right, on this weird seventies lamp, you know, and, and it's, and the other thing when you were talking about money is that, I mean, I'm sitting in my house right now and looking around. Um, every th- there's nothing expensive in my house. I guess the most expensive thing is my couch, but you know, it's a combination of, you know, I'm looking at a piece of furniture that I found on the street. You know, I'm looking at something <laughs> right, else right. that I found um, at a junk store that I spray painted, or a table that my dad made when he was in high school, or you know. So it's just kind of. And yeah, of course, I, you know, there's some stuff from Ikea in there. I have to have a comfortable couch. Sure, <laughs> right, sure. Right. <laughs> but you don't, you don't need to have, you don't need to spend outside of your comfort zone to create style that reflects who you are. When I, I think that that's so important because I think people, they look at a room and they think, oh, I've got to do something to this. And then they sort of try to do it all at once. And the easiest way to do that is just, just to go to one or two stores and buy everything there. And then you miss that layering effect that you're that you're talking about, the layers of things that you've encountered that you like that you then bring into your home. You were describing the succulents next to the neon pink um, piece that's on the wall. You know, you didn't get those two things at the same time, presumably. And so it's this it won't look like anybody else's because it's it's happened over time in layers. Yeah, I love how you said that layering, too, because I think that that's what really gives somebody's space, that personal character and that individuality, 
you know, whereas sometimes you'll go in somewhere and it just feels cold. You know, it does look like it was ripped out of, you know, ripped right off the pages of Pinterest. <laughs> right. You know, um, and it's, it is, it is that layering effect of, and I think, you know, finding a way to intermingle those different things, you know, things you've held on from childhood or things that have been passed down to you with, you know, what's kind of on trend right now that resonates with you, with what's been your personal style, you know, since you were a kid and finding a way to kind of bring all of that stuff together. Yes. Right. Yeah. No, that's exactly what we talk about on our blog about this, this, uh, evolution of one's style. And, and I, I hadn't really thought about it so much this way before I was thinking of, of the evolution of style of our own personal styles, more sort of of the moment, you know, as it's evolved, this is where it is at right now. But I sort of like picturing this sort of more of this timeline of artifacts from all these different mm-hmm. parts of, um, our evolution and our, our timeline of, you know, experiences and things that we've had, because when, you know, when I do look around my rooms, there are things from my childhood that, you know, somehow work in this space now and things that you probably would think were from my childhood that I bought recently or, (laughs) you know, it all sort of depends, but that's really cool. Yeah. And I also really liked how you talked about style, this need to sort of after you've experienced something in the world, going home and figuring out what to do with that experience. And it, I hadn't really thought about, um, we talk all the time about how your story informs your style or your style is, comes from your story. But, mm-hmm. but that, feel, that sometimes that sounds a little bit like we're just talking about sort of the history of your life or all oh, the vacations you took or something. And you're talking about this very um, sort of daily interaction that you have with with life that then is made sort of visual by whatever you do with it in your home. And I love that. I love that back and forth, that interaction that then eventually gets shared. Um, You know, how how many times have we been on, been somewhere and we've just been completely inspired by a restaurant, you know, by how it's, how it's presented and how the food is or um, I don't know, like a little boutique or mm-hmm. um, a show that we've seen that, that's been particularly creative. And, and I think Karen and I can both relate to what you're saying. There's this excitement that you feel, this energy, because you've just been inspired. And your outlet, the way, to, the way to do something with that experience is through your style. Yeah. And I, I love the way you say that your story is what informs your style and I, I mean, I see that as both what we just talked about as, you know, the story of your life, but also the story of your present, you know, of what, of what, of what is happening now. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny because, uh, I went to a, a Catholic school growing up. So I wore a uniform every single day yeah. <laughs> to school. <laughs> so, um, I think, you know, aside from my home style being important to me or my bedroom style, because that was all I had to decorate. Right, right. <laughs> uh, my clothing style, it wasn't, you know, getting dressed wasn't something, getting dressed and pick, picking out an outfit wasn't something that I did every day. It was something that was special. You know, it was only for the weekends or if I was going somewhere after school. So it became this special thing that I put time and thought and consideration into. And I 
I don't know, I didn't really think about before the benefits of wearing a uniform to school. <laughs> I, I absolutely hated it because I I'm was sure. a creative person and it was, you know, almost right. painful for me. <laughs> right. So frustrating. And oh, uh, I can only uh, imagine. Oh, gosh, I hated it. But yeah. <laughs> I but it's it's it. now fed something. Yeah. It, it, no, it has. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, well and I, I also wanted to touch on something that you mentioned earlier about um, uh, sort of not only coming home with this inspiration and doing something in your home, but the fact that um, – that your home in a way it sounds like it's it's a canvas for the things that you are sort of like a i don't know what word i'm looking for but it's it's a place that gives you um room for inspiration for the other things that you need to get done um for for your work for your family life or whatever um but having a place that just like when you're able to go out into the world and get inspiration from things in nature or um at a a junk shop or at a museum or whatever when you're in your home space if it feels like you that's sort of a good starting place for then being able to create whatever, you know, is on your list for the day. Um, if whether you have a client or a conference you're working on or whatever. So I thought that was kind of cool. We'll be back after a quick break. I just want to jump in here for a minute and remind you about the new free quiz that you can take at slowstylehome.com. It's called the Fix My Room Quiz, and I've created it because a lot of times when we're ready to change up a room in our homes, we get stuck not knowing where to start or what to do first. I mean, do you paint the walls? Do you come up with a different floor plan? Do you declutter first and then buy all new stuff? It's daunting. So the quiz is designed as a way for you to assess what's not working so that you're pointed in the right direction in terms of what to focus on. Everything else can kind of fall away. After years of helping others look around their rooms and identify the possibilities for big, impactful changes, I figured out how you can do this assessment yourself. The 20 multiple choice questions will ask you about how your room is functioning and how your style is developing. Then you'll receive a detailed summary from me about what you should tackle first. No more guessing and no more throwing money away or time. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. All right, let's jump back into today's episode. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I think I would be a stressed out mess. I mean, not that I'm not ever a stressed out mess, <laughs> but I think I would be, it would be hard for me to function if my house was a mess. You know, and that's not to say that, like, it doesn't need to be swept right now because it definitely does, (laughs) you know, but things are kind of in their in their place. And um, if somebody were to pop pop over to my house right now, I wouldn't be freaking out, you know, oh, my gosh, it looks like a mess. I'm so embarrassed. You know, this person thinks I'm a creative person and they come into my house and it's like, you know, it's it's not anybody can can come over today. That, I don't know about tomorrow. Awesome. But <laughs> right, right. But right now it's looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right right now, right now it's 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 looking good. But I mean, I think that's one of the really cool things about the DIY movement, you know, growing over the past five, ten years. You know, when we were 
I'm backing up a little bit to when we were talking about money and budget and stuff is that there are so many things that you can do on a super shoestring budget, you know, like whether it's taking something that you find at a thrift store and redoing it or whether it's, you know, creating something from scratch from the hardware store, like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, you know? So I think that oftentimes when people do have a bunch of money to work with, they're not as creative because it's so much easier for them to just mimic something that they see on Pinterest or design sponge or apartment therapy, because they have the money to go out there and say, Oh, I want this couch. I want that table. I want this. I want that. Whereas for me, it's like, Oh, I like this style. How can I like, like that painting I was talking about with fluorescent in it, you know, like I wanted a painting that was, you know, geometric with fluorescent in it. And I, you know, that's not in my budget. So I painted one myself. Yeah. yeah. So nobody's (laughs) going to have that painting, you know, right. Right. Everybody else's thing. Um, so, yeah, so I, I don't think that anybody should ever be caught up in not expressing their style because they feel like it's financially out of reach. Out of their reach. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, we completely agree. We're, we're in the same boat as you. <laughs> Yay! We, we, we make most of, uh, most of our decor. So if I could figure out how to build a couch, I probably would have. Yeah, right, but uh, right. th- that I haven't figured out yet. Well, she did. Karen did have to reupholster one of my chairs for our blog. We were doing a crazy DIY um, party where we decided we had to have a plaid chair. <laughs> So she taught herself how to do it, and my gosh, you got to get a it chair. right. You got to get it done. <laughs> That's so awesome. But doesn't it feel? I, I I just started taking a pottery class, and I've always wanted to take one. It's my third time trying, and the first <laughs> times I dropped out because I was like, I'm too busy with work to do this. So I went yeah. to the first class and never went back. But this time, I've stuck with it, and. When you were saying that about that, you know, upholstering that chair, it just reminded me, I just went to pottery class last night, so it's fresh on my mind, but I come, I come home feeling, and I'm not very successful at it. You know, it's, it's a struggle. It's, it doesn't come easily to me, but I come home in such a good mood, you know, and it's probably that same thing with the chair. You know, it's like, you didn't know how to do it. You pushed yourself. You did it. Yes, it probably could have been better, but right, my yes. <laughs> Probably could have been worse. Yeah, you know, yeah don't look at the seam in the back of that chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, push, pushing ourselves and, you know, to try something new. That segues beautifully into our next question, which was about this, this question of what's your best why not moment. And when we were um, preparing for this interview, we, we were sort of struck by how much you have going on. Um, you've got your studio design work, your writing, uh, festivals, conferences. You, you must have faced some challenges along the way with, you know, some kind of design problem or maybe it was an organizational problem or something. And we would love to hear about one of your best why not moments when to make something work, you just decided to try something that was a bit out of the box and, and it worked. Um, that's pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, and that's a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I, and maybe, maybe it's because I, you know, I didn't go to art school. I went to writing school, so I wasn't trained in art or design or any of that. And, you know, I don't come from a place of great resources that I'm, it's always kind of why not, you know? It's funny because when you're talking about that plaid chair, I just remembered that uh, 
I needed a couch, but I had a very small apartment. This was maybe three apartments ago. And um, I couldn't find a couch that would fit into my tiny little living room. And I finally found one at a thrift store and it was from the 60s. And I and part of it was that I needed a couch that pulled out into a bed for guests. And it was a couch from the 60s at, th- at the thrift store. And it was like $40 because nobody wanted it. It was super heavy and it was right. ugly. And it was yeah. flat. And the fabric was super scratchy. And it was horrible in the summer. But I wanted it and I got it. And I put it in my living room. And it ended up looking cute. And just yesterday... Um, I remember that somebody submitted photos of my living room to apartment therapy and they posted it and I just looked at it yesterday and somebody in the comments wrote, wow, you even made that plaid couch work, you know, <laughs> or something. So, I mean, that was definitely a why not moment. However, that couch, because it was so small, like when people came over, we all had to sit kind of close. And then it also became kind of the butt of all the jokes of the house is, you know, ugly plaid couch and how uncomfortable it was. So in a way it became almost like a member of our family. It was this, it was this joke and this thing that, you know, if you were bummed out, somebody could always make you laugh by talking trash <laughs> on the couch. You know? <laughs> Which is so. great. I love having those pieces in your home that that kind of take on a life of their own. That is so that is so funny. I, I think the why not moment that we what happens with us is we will talk with people who we're working with or who we're helping and we want to help them understand that if you just ask yourself that question, well, why not? And then the follow-up, which is what's the worst that can happen? I think it just gives people some freedom to just do something that they thought was not within the rules. And, um, you know, you you very naturally think of the why not stuff, and Karen and I tend to as well, but I I think for some people they just need permission um, to think differently. Totally. I, I, I see that with um, one particular friend that I have. It's like, oh, I wish I wish I could, you know, paint my wall that color. And I'm like, guess what? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got a half a gallon of paint still left. Take it home right. and paint your right. wall, you know. But right. um, and you and it's, you know, when you were talking earlier about kind of the superfluousness of, of style, I mean, it really is just a dresser or a couch, you know, or a shirt that you're wearing or a something, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I, I'm looking at a um, table right now that I painted turquoise and it looks horrible and I should have painted it yellow <laughs> and eventually someday I will, but is it keeping me up at night? Right. You know, exactly. ruin my day? Absolutely right. not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is so nice to to have that freedom and to put it in perspective. Yeah, it's just um <laughs> I just ordered some glasses last week. Um and reading I, glasses or drinking glasses? Uh reading glasses. I mean not for reading. They're I call like seeing eye glasses. Okay. Like I wear them all the time, not just for reading. Okay. Or yeah. as I call them seeing eye goggles. But uh, <laughs> So I, I ordered them online and I took, I said, why not? And I took this chance and I ordered um, glasses that I wouldn't normally order. They're oh. hot pink and they're kind of big and I got them and I was like, hmm. And I tried them on and I was like, I don't know. I kind of like these. And my husband came home and I was like, do you notice anything different about me? And he was like, 
you you bear a striking resemblance to Sally Jesse Raphael now. And I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And and then he said something else. And he's like, well, can you take the glasses off first? Like I said something like, oh, you know, was going to kiss him or something. And he's like, can yeah. you take the glasses off first? And I was like, no, we're going to have a Sally Jesse moment. You know, so... I mean, I guess that's a lesson and why not, but also, Absolutely. you know, I realized I really like these glasses yeah. and just because my husband doesn't, yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm not going to wear them, Right. you know, right. So kind of staying true to your personal style when you say why not. And maybe somebody else is like, oh, why? Right. Yes, exactly. Yes. But then it's time to rethink it and, you know, maybe look at what they're saying and say, hmm. Oh, you know what? I see their point, but I still like the glasses. Right, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, what was I thinking? Or, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Whatever I you love come that. to. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. This this is really Nicole, this has been so awesome. We just really appreciate your time. Yeah, uh, such a pleasure. Uh, oh, it's been so fun for me too. Thank you so much. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy talking about style. Oh, so good. Thanks. Oh, that's great. Oh, we're that's so excited great. about that. So to learn more about Show & Tell Design Studio, go to showandtelldesignstudio.com or check out our show notes at littleyellowcouch.com forward slash podcasts. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Style Matters Podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. Are you ready to stop waiting for your dream house to materialize and start loving the home you've got? Visit us at littleyellowcouch.com. To check out our free video series on our three principles of design, click on the videos tab. If you love the interviews you're listening to, please take a moment to rate us and leave a comment on iTunes. See you next time on our Little Yellow Couch. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.